Hi, I'm Abigail and I'm Georgia. We're from the last dinner party. We're chatting with Rob from Front Row Live. I am super excited that Last Dinner Party just released their debut single. And what a debut single. It's incredible. Um, let's dive in and just first of all, talk about where you came from, because it sounds like you've been established for quite some time. And I'm like shocked that this is just the debut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we, we started from when we started, we, we knew that we wanted to establish ourselves as a live band more than anything. So we didn't want to get any rough demos out there you know we wanted by the time we did release music to be fully formed and for it to be the best version of every song that we did so we wanted to establish ourselves in the live circuit much more than we did want to record anything yeah. so now that we do have a song out it feels like people have been waiting for it exactly because there's like there's obviously you know a huge important music scene in london that we've been you know involved with since we moved here um as teenagers um going to gigs every night just taking in everything and i think we realized that we wanted to be a live band before anything else we didn't want to you know put something out into the void we wanted to have people there to receive it and to be excited and like you know build up some kind of feral hype which has luckily happened rather than you know going release first so yeah during this process of basically discovering the band uh and going through these live performances, live shows that you did, how did you go about, like, how do you feel that they helped you become like better songwriters, but also better musicians when it came to going into the studio and re recording this debut single um, titled Nothing Matters? I think it's confidence. Being mm -hmm. stage musicians helped us be confident in the parts we'd written because we could see the audience's response to those parts and how they all came together. So being able to play the parts over and over and refine them constantly and make them the best possible versions of themselves, it meant that when we went into the studio, the parts were as good as we could possibly make them. Yeah. Um, so it helped our musicianship and songwriting in that way. Yeah. And also I think it's like on the record, I feel like the energy and the theatricality of how we perform comes through. And I think that's from being a live band first and foremost. Uh, we didn't want it to sound, you know, too formulaic or you know it wanted to sound like we kind of you know done it in one take and it was this energy that was captured um in the same way that our live shows are and i think hopefully we did that this debut single is perfect uh there's nothing that i would want to change there's nothing that i feel it needs right it has everything that that a music lover would want to hear Take me into that creative process, uh, that initial writing process, Abigail, what was that like for you? And what, you know, what kickstarted that song? So it was, um, I wrote it now, maybe nearly two years ago about my boyfriend at the time. Um, and it kind of, I don't know, I was, I, I was in his room, he wasn't there and he had a piano and I sort of sat down and just started writing it um, because I just felt the need to just write the truest love song that I could. I feel like often I'm more drawn to writing lyrics about difficult love or heartbreak or more sort of tragic things. And I thought, you know what, I, I want to capture this euphoria of how I feel, how it feels to be in love um, and make it just carnal and fun and serious and also not serious and just like, every, you know, how it feels to be in love and just to feel a little bit insane. Um, yeah, and that, that's that's the, the genesis of it. Would you say that was the first experience 
were you writing something in the moment as it was happening? Yeah, actually, because I feel like I tend to write also in retrospective often. And this was during my relationship uh, rather than looking back on it. So I think that added to the um, frantic earnestness of it, um, which was cool. Now, the fact that you were opening up so much, being vulnerable in, in such a topic, um, not knowing what kind of audience would be listening to this because this is the debut single. Uh, what kind of nerves did that bring to the table? And how do you feel that your producer um, was able to like help you be more comfortable during this process? James. Yeah, <laughs> we worked with a really incredible producer called James Ford. Um, Genius. Who is someone I've admired the work of for as long as I can remember, really. So it was kind of like being starstruck working with him. Um but he's, he's just so incredible at taking our vision and just making it what you've heard today. So it, obviously it started out with all of the parts already being written, but there's just a shininess to it and like, yeah. A confidence. A confidence yeah. in it. Like, you know, the guitar solo that Emily oh played kind of emerged. <laughs> it's so yeah. Oh my God, it's, yeah. That came like from the studio. Like yeah. it was different when we played it live and then as we went into record, as the weeks went on and we got more confident and more excited, um, she was like, I want to do something else. And it kind of, it, it came out of her. And I think, amazing. yeah, like the whole song has a real kind of triumphant and euphoric energy. And I think that comes from the lyrics and kind of what we as a band felt hearing the lyrics. Um, but I think also we put so much joy and love into it. And I yeah. feel like that comes across in the song itself. Just like the way that we play it has has this propulsion and this this joy um and i think that comes from loving the song but also being with a producer who is really encouraging mm. just... and who gave us like a lot of space to yeah. be ourselves and to because you know like all of this happened very quickly and there's a lot of imposter syndrome that we all felt and i think it was so wonderful to go in with a man that we respect so much who also respects us and just like yeah you guys are good enough to be here you deserve it um and that was really special to have uh from him and from that process do you feel like the sound of the sonics that we hear on this track do you feel like it's something that all of you came into the studio already having in mind or is this something that james brought to the table and was like i think this is the perfect sound for these types of lyrics for your vocals for your instrumentation it was pretty solid before we went in yeah, i think like we've been playing it for a while very, it doesn't sound too different or different at all really no. from the arrangements that we did um on our own leading up to it the the quality that he added was more in how the sounds themselves were recorded just yeah. like the he's such an incredible producer there's so much attention to detail yeah um so the structurally and kind of sonically the song is the same as it always has yeah, been yeah and he didn't try and change it or you know do anything he just elevated it yeah. to this really beautiful place absolutely now i love that there's a guitar and there's a lead there's a rhythm guitar and a and a, and a uh, lead guitar so Base, you're on your own on this one. How did you feel? <laughs> How did you feel that you had to kind of, I don't know, maybe did, did you feel like you had to step up your game to kind of go hand in hand with the two guitars? Or, you know, what was that vibe like for you, uh, Georgia? And like, how do you feel that that James helped you during this process? Well, luckily enough, James actually drummed on the record. So I felt like- <laughs> The rhythm I, section. Yeah, so I felt like, well, it's kind of, in the rhythm section it's like, oh, this <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, James Ward's drumming. but yeah I think my approach to to the bass line of this song is to 
I kind of had some like kind of funky inspirations for the chorus as well, mm. just to give it like a bit of a dancey kind of groove. And I think that the drums that James wrote for it um, kind of lock into that dancey groove in the chorus as well. So yeah, we wanted this kind of like galloping, like yeah. Americana cowboy like <laughs> feeling. Because like again, and it's so beautiful how it's developed as we played it live again because it was literally it was a, quite a soft, quiet piano song. It didn't have that like so much fire in it um and then when we came in to write together then it started to take shape in that way and yeah that it's drives it. <laughs> yeah it's a really fun baseline yeah i mean the entire thing like and there's also like there's also more instrumentation more instruments that i hear um throughout this this track like i feel like you had some musicians come in and play like some session uh, oh yeah musicians so yeah. <laughs> we got some brass <laughs> we got some hop oh yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> so what was that process like is that something that they came in after you guys had already recorded this track and and then you brought them in or did you bring them in first and then did the rest of the skeleton like what was that process i think we did it last yeah so yeah. We, we recorded the skeleton of the track first so we got the rhythm section down then added the guitars then added vocals etc and then in the last week of the recording process then we brought in the orchestra that, <laughs> that was, was crazy so much fun. Oh our keyboard God. player aurora is a um composer as and well conductor. and conductor and she ended up conducting the whole thing she scored it conducted it it was yeah. so impressive we and do everything in-house yeah. <laughs> we didn't bring yeah, anyone we're, else in we're very selfish yeah. <laughs> Um, it was just an incredible process getting to work with incredible professional musicians who brought such a flair and I don't know it's a, so many interesting layers to the track yeah um, theater we we were using kind of inbuilt keyboard sounds yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. to simulate brass and we thought I think you kind of get used to those sounds yeah. and think oh it sounds fine but then when you had the actual brass players come in and do those lines, it changed the song yeah, completely. It just came alive to have like real human yeah. brass on it. It just made it feel like so opulent and wonderful. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was so cool. Abigail, I love that you mentioned theater um, because I do get this whole vibe uh, when I listen to the track, when I watch the music video that is out now, um, when I see clips of your live performances, it's a full-blown theater show um and even to the outfits that that you're wearing in the music video and also on stage how did you come about to like as a whole how did you guys all come about and and kind of design this whole picture that us as the listeners and viewers are now getting to experience i mean i think we're all naturally drawn um to that kind of theatricality and the way we dress and the way we present ourselves and from the beginning um of the project that was something we talked about like from day one it's not just about the music the visual it's 50 50 music and visual we want it to look like a spectacle like we're trying really hard and build this world through how we look and through how it sounds um yeah we've always had an incredibly strong vision of what we wanted it to look like from, yeah from day dot when we sat down and we're like right what's the band called what we look like <laughs> yeah what's the world we live in yeah and we kind of designed it from the ground up and that's still kind of the aesthetic that we you know have today we we thought of years ago yeah because we've always had this like incredibly strong vision of what we want it to look like yeah. and yeah that's what the music video looks like that's how we dress on stage 
kind of incorporating mm. elements of yeah theatricality and historical costume mm-hmm. yeah big time fashion <clears throat> yeah um, and just like letting it evolve as well like as we go on I think we'll it won't be the next music video won't be you know the exact same style I think we, we want to you know keep developing and changing and following our noses um when we get inspired by something new yeah um, like the record that we made is so diverse so many different genres and influences um so i think that that will come across in the way that we dress as well yeah we take different themes periods yeah iconography mm, yeah um, books films yeah so it will be a diverse palette of visuals as well as yeah music. a lot a feast for the eyes <laughs> georgia bouncing off on your comment of finding the name uh the name had an evolution a small evolution in the last year um what was the significance of of the addition of last to the dinner party yeah so the we had to change it because of, of kamazi washington's excellent jazz supergroup dinner party um there's already just some confusion with people thinking that we were playing Coachella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously we, we were, it was the, the, we, they were very nice we mm. got to our manager spoke to their manager and like they were like it's okay you can you can have yeah a similar name we were going through all kinds of like different names completely different names who we like trying to come up with one that that captured the same spirit as the dinner party we just couldn't find an alternative name at all and then I said, um, oh, could we be just the last in the party? And I think that that adds something rather it's than, better now, rather than I takes think. away from it. Yeah. It has like a kind of biblical illusion. It has kind of an end of the world, last big piss up before, <laughs> before, before it ends. ends you know? <laughs> I think it actually adds to the cinematic world yeah, rather completely. than detracts from it because every other alternative name we could think of it didn't have the same vibe you know? <laughs> it didn't encapsulate like our ethos and our mm. like passion because the name the name is where we started and yeah. it's so important to have that um kind of as a manifesto of like inviting everyone to the table it's yeah. you know everyone can have a seat yeah <laughs> So will you be adding on to the tattoo or are you going to have to get another tattoo now? <laughs> yeah, I, we, we had a lot of complaints from all our friends who got one. Yeah, like shit, yeah, it's permanent. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're finding a way to just like stick, like, stick the L in there. Um, yeah, we'll be making updated merch yeah. tattoos. <laughs> oh, no, they're real. They are real. They're real. <laughs> Speaking of merch, there's a tour on the way uh, and... I mean, your summer is already planned out, and on top of it, you're also opening up for um, for a couple amazing bands, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this upcoming tour. What can we look forward to, and what are you most excited about? Well, obviously playing loads of – we're big festival goers, so getting to go to loads of festivals for free. And seeing all our favorite sick. bands. <laughs> so sick. And like being, being like included like on the same lineup of like people that we respect and love so much in in our same circles Uh, sorry so so i wrote the pub (laughs) um um and i think we're probably most excited for florence and the machine (laughs) yeah for me personally florence and the machine is like my biggest inspiration i've loved her since i was like 10 been obsessed with her she's the blueprint she is the blueprint of my entire life. So, um, and yeah, it feels pretty insane mm, to get to share. Pretty a stage seismic. With her. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like 
like a gift to the younger version of myself who would have absolutely loved that (laughs) this whole band feels like a gift to our younger selves I think that's like something that's really been prevalent and how we've how we've seen this is that we wanted to create something that is for us as teenagers that didn't have you know something like this to to look up to and to and to have um and this just everything we do it just feels like a personal sort of if I could go back in time and be like this is what you can do this is you know yeah (laughs) yeah I'm looking forward to watching the band grow uh more than it already is I feel like it's going to be you're eventually going to be headlining these events that you are currently going to be a part of, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm more importantly, I'm looking forward to the band coming to the States, specifically LA, because I need to catch a live yes, show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really hope that it's, it's something for 2023 because I Hell I'm yeah. obsessed. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with this band. We're coming. And <laughs> you guys got We're me. Coming, good. Yeah. So watch out. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely loving that so thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me congratulations with the new release uh the debut release nothing matters and I'm looking forward to reuniting again soon Thank you so much. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.